you know maybe some of us you are praying for a change you know in our in in, in our needs uh, in, in terms of you know the medical report or the our financial statements and stuff like that but you know things just doesn't seem to change no matter how how much that we pray but i want to let you know this morning that one thing that will never change is God because it's the same yesterday and today and forever more. Amen. 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 And we can be thankful to God for that. Yeah, because our lives are not dependent on the circumstances or the, the things around us. Our lives are dependent on Him. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's why God is good. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God is good all the time. God Amen. is good all the time. Amen. 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 This morning, I want to, you know, uh, share with you a message titled Four Areas of Faith Everybody say faith You know, we all have heard this word faith before And all of us, we know that it's important to have faith Amen? And we oftentimes have heard that, you know Faith is the currency of the kingdom or the currency of heaven But what do we really understand concerning faith? So our understanding of faith is very crucial yeah, we are, we, are, we are all saved by faith. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 tells us that. And the Bible also tells us that we are to live by faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. And also to walk by faith in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. So most of us, in fact, all of us, we are okay with saving faith because we know that we are saved by faith. But if I were to ask you, uh, concerning living by faith and walking by faith, we often struggle. And we, we would be thinking, what does it mean to walk by faith? What does it mean to live by faith? Is it that, you know, those moments that we need to that muster up that, that emotional kind of thing, that, you know, that, that hope or the assurance? You, you understand what I'm saying, right? That we, we oftentimes think that faith is just something that we live in a closet. When we need it, we open and we take it out and we use it. But it's not like that. Because the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. So faith is very important for us to understand that it's not a momentary thing or, or in times of a, a crisis or times of a situation. But every single day, every single moment, faith needs to be there. Alright? So when we are talking about living by faith and walking by faith, yeah, we often struggle with these two things. Number one, we often ask ourselves, do we have enough faith? How many of us have asked ourselves that question before? Especially when we want to pray for someone, do we have enough faith? To see that person healed, do we have enough faith to pray for the breakthrough for, for that person? Do we have enough faith? We often feel that there is a belief-o-meter. There's like a meter in every situation. If our faith is like, you know, hitting like a fuel tank, right? If it's hitting F, full, alright, then we, we oh, you know, that prayer is going to take place. You know, faith is, 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 is moving the hands of God. We, we heard this, right? Before, yeah, you know, faith moves the hands of God. But, you know, the thing is this, that we need to understand that it is not about having a full tank or empty tank. Sometimes we think that if it's empty, oh, it's not working. And especially in moments that we have doubts. But I want, to know, I want you to know this. Doubt is not the opposite of faith. It's okay to doubt. But that doubt must, must point us to God. What is the opposite of faith? Unbelief. 
not doubt. So doubt, doubts can draw us closer to God and to His truth if we were to seek after Him. So the issue is this, do you have enough faith? I tell you what, God has dealt with us each a measure of faith. If you believe in Jesus, you have faith. Amen? So please don't ever have this understanding that, oh, you know, that guy has more faith than me. So, you know, uh, if, if I need a prayer, you know, for something, I look at Koyu, I look at Jesher, or Koyu has more faith. Uh, Jesher, I don't think so. So I go to Koyu, you know. It, it doesn't work that way, friends. You understand? This is very important because a lot of times we think that, oh, we cannot pray for someone, we cannot minister to someone because we don't have enough faith. That is a wrong mentality. That is a lie of the devil. All of us have faith. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor you have faith. And the second, you know, uh, thing that we struggle with is this, am I qualified to have faith? First, is it, do we have enough faith? Second question is this, do I, am I qualified to have faith? How many of you, you know, you have read the list of the heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11? If you look at them, you say, oh, wow, you know, these this people, wow, they, 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 they tore up lions, they, you know, they, they stopped the mouth of lions and they, they, they parted Red Sea and, and all, those, all those great feats and great amazing things. And we, wow, these are the people of God, the people of faith. And then when we look at that list and we begin to compare and we're thinking that, wow, you know, we are nowhere like Moses. We are nowhere like Elijah. We are nowhere like, David, but I want you to know if you look at the list properly, these were not perfect people. If you read that list, some were deceivers, some were adulterers, there were a few murderers on that list. Some were even raiders, marauders in their time. One even laughed at God. How many of you dare to laugh at God? You look at God, ah, one laugh at God. Another was even a prostitute on that list. These were not perfect people. But they made it to the list. Listen to me well. It's not because they are good enough or they were good enough. They made it to the list because they chose to believe God. They saw themselves as just strangers and pilgrims here on this earth because their true identity and eternity is with Jesus. They believe in God. So turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you are qualified to have faith. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says this. I want every one of us to read this out loud. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. You guys there? If you're not there, just look at the screen. At the count of three, read out loud. One, two, three. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen? So it says, everybody say substance. Everybody say evidence. These two words suggest and advocates that faith is real. It is not some mythical thing. And for those of you who are you know, into video games, it is not some superpower move. Alright, in some video games that you, you know, that you employ, that you need when you fight the boss. You understand what I'm getting at? Yep, in fact, faith is the essence of our belief. So it is not just merely something that is, 
up in the air. It is real. Faith is real. Yeah, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen? So without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we come to think of it, do you want to please God every moment of your lives or only periodically? Come on, answer me. Every moment, right? So when, if you want to please God, to live your life, to please God every moment of your lives, then faith cannot be a periodical, periodic thing. That sometimes we employ it, sometimes we don't. It is not occasional. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, faith is not occasional. So it is not a Sunday thing that we come to church, whoa, you know, uh, we are together, oh, we have faith. No, it is every single day of our lives. I want to tell you what faith is not. What faith is not. Faith is not an event. It is not dependent on what happens or what it needs to make something happen. Some of you think, oh, you know, we need to have faith to make this happen. We're praying for something. We need faith to make it happen. I friends tell you what, it is not a panic button we press in times of crisis. Amen? It is not something what we need because we need God to do something for us. It is not moments of need or crisis. Faith is not an event. It is not because you're facing a tough battle right now or you need to have faith. No, we need to have faith every single moment, where be it you are in a battle or you're not in a battle. Next thing is this, faith is not a feeling. It is not an emotional, it's not an emotion or feeling of high and low or half of high or low. Someone is thinking that, how many of us we have that kind of, you know, we, we I mean, whether we like to admit it or not, we, we have that kind of moments like we feel, wow, you know, it's, like just now worship, wow, 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 you know, faith is there. But then maybe you walked into this place and you're carrying such a heavy burden. And you're just like, oh, you know, you don't, you feel that you don't have faith. There's nothing going to happen. I tell you what, it is not a feeling. Because emotions have no intellect. Feelings can't think. Smith Wigglesworth said this, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved only by what I believe. Let me say that again. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I am moved only by what I believe. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, the contemporary English version says this, faith gives us proof of what we cannot see. It is not a feeling. Whether you feel it or not, it does not validate the presence of faith in your life. Because this is very important because sometimes we feel that, oh, you know, we, we don't feel it. Then we think that, oh, God cannot do something. Or we feel it, then God can do something. It's wrong. Then it is dependent on you rather than on God. Faith is not dependent on you. Faith is dependent on God. Amen? And next thing, what faith is not, is not an after effect. It is not dependent on something that had already taken place. 
You know, sometimes we pray for someone who is sick. Oh, the person healed. Oh, you have faith more, you know. Or we pray for someone, you know, uh, for, for a breakthrough, and a breakthrough take place. Oh, you know, we, oh, you, you know, our faith has grown. I, felt, I tell you what, friends, faith is not dependent on the outcome of situations or circumstances. This is crucial. Because we often think that we only grow in faith the moment that that faith does something. No. It's not an after effect. Amen? So faith is not an event. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is not an after effect. In fact, faith is a lifestyle. The Christian life is a life of faith. Not moments of faith, a life of faith. Everybody say life of faith. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 says, the just shall live by faith. Therefore, we need to believe, we need to live, we need to walk in faith. So it is active and it requires actions. It involves our participation. So it's not something that is just up in the air and, you know, it's just an idea or, or, or you know, a, a, a philosophy all right, or, or you know, just, just a, a good thing somewhere in our Christian faith. In fact, without faith, as we have read early on, it is impossible to please God. So the four areas of faith. So when we talk about having faith, walking by faith, living by faith, what do we really understand by that? Surely it's not like every moment we want to pray for an uphill Mount, uh, uphill task or a huge mountain before us. Because we often think this, oh, you know, faith is like the, those mountain-moving faith. If something is impossible, we pray for it. Oh, if, you know, faith is, is going to change that. Friends, I tell you what, we don't need those moments every single day of our lives. Trust me. Am I right? How many of you want to pray for one sickness after a person heals? You pray for another sickness? Or, you know, one issue after another? You don't want that, in a sense. So the four areas of faith that's applicable to each and every one of us, we need to understand this. Number one, we've got to have faith in Him. Faith in Him. Faith in God. Amen? I want to read to you Hebrews, you know, chapter 11, verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently Seek Him. So those who come to Jesus must believe that He is. Not He was. Or what? Or, you know, He's going to be. But He is. He is real. This is not a suggestion. This is not an option. He is not a made-up character. Amen? So when we come to Jesus... We come to God. We must believe that He is. He is real. Amen? You don't, we don't come to a power. We don't come to an incentive. We come to Him as He is. So the question we need to ask ourselves is, this, is Christ enough? Or do we need our answered prayers or, or, or you know, our, our needs that are being met to describe or to, to validate Him in our lives. If we come before God, we must believe that He is. Amen? So, is Christ enough? 
Friends, we come to Him. Faith in Him. Don't send someone to fetch Him for you. When God says that He has given us, each of us, a measure of faith, He has meant that He will work with what we have. I want to burst your bubble this morning. It is not going to be someone with a bigger faith than you to get things done. But God works with the measure of faith that you have. You know, in Matthew chapter 17, Jesus was healing the sick, you know, casting out demons. And then there was this father who brought his son who was demon-possessed. And he brought, it to, he brought his son to, to the disciples to cast out the demon. But the disciples couldn't. So this man brought his son to Jesus. And then Jesus cast out the demon from the son. And you know what? After that, privately, the disciples came to Jesus and asked Jesus, Lord, why can't we do it? And Jesus said, it is because of your unbelief. Follow through with me because this is very important. You see, friends, we must come to Jesus. We must not be dependent on other people's faith. So this guy, he saw, you know, that the disciples were, you know, were, were praying and casting out demons. So he thought that by coming to them, we'll get the, the, the thing done. But they couldn't. So if you were to put your faith in people, you'll be disappointed. You need to come to God yourself. People can stand with you, but don't expect them to stand for you. Don't expect others to believe for you. You have to believe yourself. So a lot of times that, you know, if we are not careful, we are dependent on a CG leader. We are dependent on a ministry leader. We are dependent on the pastors. No. How ourselves must believe. We must always come to Jesus ourselves. So when this father brought his boy to Jesus, immediately the demon was cast out. So we try too hard to go to this person, go to that person. Or, you know, it's almost like there are different levels in, in that sense. Well, first, I go to my CG leader. Wow, my CG leader pray for me, nothing happens. Then I go to my ministry leader. My ministry leader pray for me, nothing happens. Then I go to the pastors. The pastors pray for me, nothing happens. Ah, let's go to the senior pastor. Pray also, nothing happens because you don't come to Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? So we are too dependent on other people. We must have faith in Him. Yes. Amen? Secondly, we must have faith in His Word. Yeah. The four areas of faith. God Himself, His Word. Secondly, His Word. We must believe every word of God in your life. Be it written or spoken through revelation or even through prophecy that God has spoken over your life. You must believe it. Because Isaiah 55, verse 11 says this, that's how it is with my words. They don't return to me without doing everything I send them to do. 
Basically, God's word that goes forth will not return to him void, but it will establish in our lives. Do you believe in his word? Do you believe the written word, the Bible? Do you believe the, the spoken word over your life? Either through revelation, when you read the Bible, you just read it, that, that word spoke to you and you believe that that's a promise that God has given to you. Or do you, you know, or, or even through prophecy that, you know, man of God has prophesied over your life. Do you hold on to that? Because that's the word of God for you. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know what's the problem with us? Is this, that we, you know, uh, one, one of the, the great American evangelists in the early 1900s said this, most Christians feed their body three hot meals a day, but their spirit, one cold snack a week. That's when they come to church. That's when they come to church to just take a snack. And then they wonder why they are weak. So having faith in His Word is not just hearing a preacher preach, but every single day, reading, believing, putting action into it, words into action. Amen? Because we need to feed on God's word. When we starve our faith, our unbelief will grow. Not doubts. Your unbelief will grow. Without God's word, our faith will not grow. We must feed our faith through His word. So a lot of times we think that we will pray for someone and the person receive that breakthrough. Wow, our faith grows. Actually, it's not. It might be an encouragement, but I mean, I pray for many people. Many prayers have been answered, but there are also many prayers that have not been answered. So if I'm dependent on that, I'm stagnant. No? You get what I mean? But every single day, I'm, I'm believing what God says. Yeah, I prayed for people who were sick and they were healed. I prayed for you know, people who were sick and they were not healed. I prayed for people with financial breakthrough. They got their financial breakthrough. I prayed for people who have, you know, who, you know uh, for financial breakthrough and they didn't have their financial breakthrough. But you know what? What stands throughout is the word of God. Yeah. Amen? That God is our healer. He's our provider. I believe with you for that. So His Word, everybody says His Word. You've got to have faith in His Word. Amen? Yeah, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So it's crucial for you to individually, personally, to read God's Word. To remember the spoken Word over your life. How many of you still remember the prophecy that God has over your life? I remember when I was 18 years old, someone prayed for me that I'm going to, you know, be a preacher of men. I'm going to preach God's word. And he specifically said this to young people. Hmm. Praise God. Amen. I held on to that. I believe that. And that's why it's crucial, amen, to hold on to his word. The prophecy that God has spoken over you. Sometimes when we don't see it happen, we push it aside. And we don't even bother about it. 
But remember this, God's word that have gone forth will not return to him void, but it will establish, it will accomplish everything that he has, you know, that God has sent that word for in your life. Amen? Hallelujah. And then thirdly is faith in his sovereignty. Amen? Faith in him, faith in his word, faith in his sovereignty. You know, we are very familiar with Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, right? For God's ways are not our ways, you know, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. But I want you to turn to verse 9. And verse 9 says this, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know, verse 8, 9 gives me the assurance that God knows better. Because we always struggle with this whole entire thing that God knows better because we want to know better. I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. With that assurance, with that word, that promise that God knows far better, He is sovereign over every single thing that we go through right now in our lives. He knows best. Faith in His sovereignty. Amen? To believe that He is, believe in His word, His promise, and to believe that He knows best for our lives. Yes, we may be in a situation right now and we are praying and we, you know, we, we, we are trying really hard to get out of it. But let me tell you what, God knows better. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God knows better. Amen. Sometimes it's very hard to, to even say that. That's why earlier on I say God is good. Sometimes we find it hard to even say that God is good. Because we know better of our situation. You get what I mean? But God knows the better outcome of our situation. Amen? And the way to get there is not going to be dependent on our wisdom because the Bible says, as we have read, the foolishness of God is wiser than men. How many of you are glad even the wisest of men can't compare to the foolishness of God? Amen? Hallelujah? And the strongest of men can't even be compared to the weakness of God. It's so crucial. Amen? Hallelujah. Faith in His sovereignty. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, For we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. So God knows. Everything, all things, will work together for good over your life. Amen? At the end, it will be good. Though we may not be able to understand, though we may not be able to know it better right now, but God knows at the end of it all, it will be good for you. Hallelujah. And the last point is this, faith in His will and purpose. Firstly, faith in Him. Faith in His Word. Thirdly, faith in His sovereignty and faith in His will and His purpose. 
God's will and purpose for your life is perfect. There's no shadow of doubt that is perfect concerning you. And oftentimes we struggle with the will of God. I tell you what, if you ever today you have a question at God, what is your what is that what is that will for you? Just know this that His will is perfect over your life. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed by to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. His will is perfect for your life. And we oftentimes struggle trying to find our way. But you've got to have faith that God knows His perfect will for you. His will for you is perfect over your life. Sometimes we, you know, especially when we are in, you know, at the crossroads of our lives, we don't know whether to turn left or right or move forward or go backward. But I believe in His word that whether you turn to the left or to the right, that God is watching over you. Because if you were to trust in Him, if you were to, you know, follow after Him, He will lead you to His perfect will in your life. The problem is we try to do it ourselves. Doors that are not supposed to be pushed open, we push open. Doors that are supposed to close, we don't close. And that's where we get ourselves into trouble. But to have faith in His will and purpose. I still remember, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, how, how did I get into full-time ministry? <laughs> and, you know, some of them thought that, you know, I had a revelation that God, you know, came into my room and suddenly, you know, in the middle of the night, there was just a bright light or, you know, there's some music uh, heavenly music at the background and say, you know, and, and my name is uttered twice, Ryan, Ryan. Like how in the Bible, Paul, Paul, or Saul, Saul, or Moses, Moses, you know, or Ryan, Ryan. No, nothing. I told them that nothing was of that sort. And they look at me and there's, a, you know, a look of disappointment. Well, I thought, Pastor, it's going to be something miraculous and stuff like that. And they asked, Pastor, actually, how, how it happened? I said, I just kept on walking. And it was really at the lowest point of my life where I couldn't continue my studies because our family went through a financial crisis at that time. I just couldn't continue. I was doing my marketing you know, uh, course and, and, you know, and, and I was uh, preparing to, you know, for once in my life, I did so well in, in, my, in my subjects, you know. And I was thinking that, wow, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to you know, excel in this. Come on, man. Me with marketing, come on. Yeah. So I was like, wow, you know, so the teachers, the lecturers were like, wow, you know, you're going to be able to do it. But then suddenly, we, our family was were hit. Uh, our family was hit with a financial crisis and we couldn't go on. And I still remember I was, I, I was lost. I really don't know. I didn't know what to do. But I held on to what the promise of God in Jeremiah 29, 11. Even since I was 16 years old, 
I've been meditating on this verse. For I know the plans that you have for me, plans that will prosper me, plans that will give me hope and a future. I still remember those, uh, in, you know, after that, I, I had to find a job. And I opened the classified ads on newspaper. You know, now you guys are so blessed. You have Job Street, la, whatever. You're being headhunted, la, and stuff like that. My time, you know, don't have such thing. You just have to buy a star newspaper, look at the classified. How many of you, you understand what I'm talking about? You know, you need to have a, a marker pen and you begin to circle. Yeah, and, and call up the numbers. You don't even know what this company, you know, these companies are. Or, so I, I, I circled one, I went for an interview. It was some really dodgy place in, in Jalan Ipoh. When I look at the office, it looks a bit funny. And they were looking for, for, you know, uh, for someone to do marketing and stuff like that. So when I went for an interview, I immediately was offered a job. And I was so happy, but I, I, then I came home. I didn't say yes or no. I came home. And I was just praying and saying, God, you know, if, you know, I know that your will is perfect. Yes, I'm at a crossroad of my life, but your will for me is perfect. I know that you are going to lead me to the path, the purpose that you have for me. And that evening, I met up with a pastor and, you know, and we just had uh, dinner and we sat down and we were just talking, you know, about life and he asked me, uh, Ryan, how, how's your studies coming along? He didn't know that I didn't have enough, I mean, couldn't continue my studies. And I said, yeah, I told him the story and stuff like that. Then he looked at me and says, why not you come and join my ministry? I looked at him and I was like, huh? Join your ministry? So I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. It took me three months before I said yes to him, you know, uh, and I was just deliberating, stuff like that. I don't know how I survived that three months. I, I didn't took, take up the other job as well. But to cut the long story short, I joined him after that three months and one thing led to another. That God saw me through and after the first year being in the ministry, because financially, uh, we were also having uh, some, some, you know, difficulty in that ministry, and then, you know, I was being let off after one year. And someone came up to me and said, why not you go to, you know, be a, a Domino's pizza rider? You know, you know, things like that. But then, somehow or rather, you know, and, and someone came up and said, why not you consider Bible school? I said, huh? So I just went to Bible school and one thing after another. That's how it led me to where I am today. And you know what? It wasn't really some, some magnificent you know, uh, event or things that have taken place, but it's really just knowing that His will, to have faith that His will is perfect for my life. And I just walk. You know, sometimes we pray so hard, especially those of you who have full-time calling, right? God, show me. Speak to me. Oh God, you know, reveal to me. Give me a sign. I tell you what, remember what I talked about sign? A few months ago, oh, you wicked generation always seeking for a sign. <laughs> that thing is this, you have faith in Him because I believe fully that He is my God. I believe in His Word, His promise through His written Word, through His spoken Word, by revelation and by prophecy. 
I believe that God is sovereign no matter how, He will always have good in store for my life. And lastly, to know that His will and His purpose, to have faith in His will and His purpose is always perfect over my life. And today, I'm where I am today. It's because of the very fact that to believe in Him, to have faith in Him, to believe in His Word, to have faith in His Word, to believe that God is always sovereign and to believe that His will is perfect for you. Maybe you, you may be at a crossroad right now in your life and you're thinking that, oh, you know, God, how can this be perfect? How many of us have asked that question before? How can this be perfect? What you're facing right now, how can this be perfect? But I tell you what, it is in the will of God for your life. We may not fully understand a lot of things on this side of eternity. But one day, everything is going to be revealed. Amen? So the four areas of faith, we need this. Not just moments that we need that faith, you know, that you have to move some mountains in your life. Yeah. It's just every single day to live by faith and to walk by faith. Amen? Yeah. It's not like, oh God, today, wow, so packed here. Oh, I need faith to find a parking spot. <laughs> I, I, yeah, anyway. But every single moment. It's not in a moment of need. I need to break your mindset on that. Sometimes we think, oh, because you have need, I need to pray for you, I need to have faith. No. It's every single moment. Just to come to believe that He is. God is God. It's as simple as that. God is God. I believe in His Word. What He has written, what He has, he has been written, you know, what has been spoken, that God is sovereign because no matter how the best that I ever even think by myself by the wisdom of men it, you know it cannot be even compared to the foolishness of God I'm not the wisest of all men and lastly His perfect will for our lives Amen every step every single day every step every single step matters so friends, I don't know where you are at, but I want you to know you have faith. You have faith. Amen? Yes, you need to believe in God yourself. You need to believe His Word yourself. You need to believe in His sovereignty yourself. You need to believe in His perfect will yourself. Amen? So this morning here we come before God I want you to know this again I'm saying this you have faith turn to your neighbor tell your neighbor you have faith you have faith turn to the other neighbor tell the other neighbor I have faith I have faith it's four areas of our lives it's very crucial amen and then when we come to that moment where we need to move a mountain 
you know, this will be the foundation of our lives. Not just that, wow, you know. And I tell you what, friends, faith is not like rolling a dice and see what happens. It is a surety. It's a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It is real. So please don't ever treat your faith as rolling a dice. Oh, if I pray, it happens, happens. Lah. No. If I pray for someone, I'm believing with my whole heart that God can do it. But whether God will do it at that time or not, I leave it to Him because He's sovereign. I have faith in His sovereignty. Not in my own understanding. Because I want to, if I'm praying for John and if he's not well, I, I want, I believe that he's, he's going to be healed. He can be healed. That's my faith in God. But it's not like I, he must be healed right now because at the voice of my prayer, it's not my sovereignty, but God's sovereignty. Right. For all I know, and if he's not well, you know, in, in this situation or in, in this, you know, time, you know, it, it, I don't know, maybe it's God's sovereignty to bring out the best in, in, in Wenji, you know, to be the wife, you know, to train her as a wife to take care of him. And in that, I don't know, prepare them for children. I don't know. But God is sovereign. Sometimes we, we want it so much our way. We miss out. And then if it's not our way, then we, do, we lose our faith in a sense. And then we see ourselves no faith. Remember this, friends. Do you have enough faith? Yes. Are you qualified to have faith? Yes. Amen. So this morning, why not we all of us stand to our feet? I don't know, you know what what areas of your faith that you need faith. But I believe that it is here. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, maybe some of you are believing for a breakthrough. Believing for a healing. Believing for a financial breakthrough or a breakthrough in your family. I tell you what, you have faith this morning you can have faith this morning to believe firstly to believe that He is yes that God is real that He is here with you to believe in His word His promise over your life to believe that He is sovereign He knows what He's doing over your life and His will is perfect though you may not be able to understand it right now but God is perfecting that which concerns you because of your faith in Him Hallelujah, Shukur 
Come on, this morning is reach out to God. Come to Him. Come to Him. Thank you, God, that we can always come to you. Thank you, Lord, that you made it possible. Thank you, Jesus. Through your son, Jesus. Amen. Lord, so when I fight, I fight on my knees yes. With my hands lifted up Oh God, the battle belongs to you Every day I lay at your feet I'll sing through the night Oh God, the battle belongs to you So when I fight Surrounds me. There's nothing to fear. 
this morning I really sense in my spirit. And it's the word of the Lord for some of us here in this place. Amen. It's okay for people to stand with you. It's okay for people to believe with you. But don't let them stand for you. Don't let them believe for you. You have to stand for yourself. You have to believe for yourself. Amen. That God is His promise over your life. A yes and amen. amen. His word is true regarding you. He is sovereign over your situation, over your life. Amen. His will is perfect over you. Amen. You got to believe that yourself. Amen. You got to have faith in Him yourself. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We will stand with you. We will believe with you. That's right. But you got to believe yourself. Amen. You got to stand yourself, knowing that He is the author and perfecter, the finisher Amen. of your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So right now, wherever you are, you know, this morning, you're saying, God, help me. Help me. Help me. This is one you to lift up your hands. Hallelujah. All over this place. For those of you who are watching online, in Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, spirit you know for some of you here especially you're believing for salvation of your family member yeah. you know I, I I really believe with you that God is gonna do it because I believe in his word when one is saved the whole household shall be saved yeah. and that's the promise that God has given when one comes to faith I believe God opens the door for the rest of the family to come to know him amen, amen. so if you're praying for your family member or you know, it could be your children, it could be your, you know, your 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 spouse, or it could even be your relatives or your brothers or your sisters, your siblings. You know, we want to pray together. 
Amen. We're going to stand together with you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Father, we want to pray for the salvation of our loved ones. I don't know those that have come to know you have gone away. Lord, we pray that they will return to you. In Jesus' name, oh Father, Lord, we have faith. Lord, that they will come back to you. Lord, for those that have yet to come to know you, Lord, we have faith that God, that you're going to reveal yourself to them. That God, that you, Lord, they will hear your word and they will respond to you. They will see you, oh God. They will know that you are King of kings and you are Lord of lords. Lord, we pray, oh God, in Jesus' name, Lord, may their hearts be open before you. And Lord, we ask of you, oh God, Lord, may our lives, oh Father, be such a tremendous encouragement and example of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Lord, we pray, oh God, for them right now in Jesus name we call out their name Lord we Lord we present them before you oh father knowing oh father the God that Lord that you are able to reach out to them Amen. you are able to save them yes, Lord, Lord it's our, our prayer this morning in faith oh father that their names will be written in the Lamb's book of life so Lord we thank you we praise you in Jesus name we pray Amen 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 Hallelujah Hallelujah ahead of you amen just continue understand this every single day is a day of living by faith walking by faith it's not a momentary thing it's not a period it's not a crisis thing amen so remember that